Good evening and welcome again to horror. I am Lee. I am still Adam and we are talking to you from the future. Yes, we are from the long distant future. Uh, well, that's probably your past now by quite a lot. Yeah, but it's the future compared to the rest of this episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking to ourselves from the future. Yeah. But we're talking to you from the past. So just to explain what Adam is talking about. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, we recorded our horror comedy TV show episode uh, and we went on for way too long. So we've cut it into two episodes. So <laughs> Just getting the last bit out. <laughs> <laughs> so we've finished that episode and we are now recording the intro to that episode that will just drop in and hopefully will sound natural. But now we've discussed it so you know what we've done anyway. Um, but yes, so we'll be, we will not have our normal preamble or anything. We will just be continuing the discussion of amazing uh, comedy, horror, TV shows, all of which turn out to have been predominantly British. Yes. Well, I think that's, that happens, doesn't it? But there, there might be some honourable mentions at the end which are not British. Who knows? We know because we've already done it. Yes. Um, yes. So. On with the show. On with the show again. So, should we move on to Psychoville? Yeah. yeah. Re- Reese and Steve, um, obviously from the league, um, then went on to do Psychoville for two series, which was kind of like a dark thriller. Still yeah. still, still a comedy. Yeah. <coughs> it has far more... They, they don't play all the characters. And in fact, actually, you've got stuff... You've got quite big names in there. You've got, like, Don French... Yeah, um, which is just um, like Daisy Haggard, who's gone on to be quite big. And actually, this is the first place I saw Daniel Kaluuya. I was going to bring that up as well. I re- I know I mentioned it on the the episode where we covered us. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I, him in that character, he was just absolutely brilliant. He was so damn good in it. And then you know, obviously, then he went to do black. He was in. The Black Mirror episode, which yeah. was great, and rightly so, is now fucking all over. Is all not fucking all over Hollywood? Yeah. He, <laughs> he might be. Fill your boots, mate. But he's all over Hollywood now, and rightly so because he's so fucking good. He is, uh, uh, and um, Amelda Staunton as well. I've just seen her. I forgot who was in this. Yeah. So I think she's gone on to big things. I know she was in one of the Harry Potter movies, but I believe well, Amelda Staunton's she's... actually quite. She did. She did a lot of stuff with like sort of. Um, she was sort of quite nineties and eighties. She was doing quite a lot of stuff as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like oh I yeah. Oh yeah. Harry Potter was pre this. You're quite right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you say, they did get some really big names in. Um, yeah. I this is a show. I will admit, I do forget. Like I yes. would easily have talked about the league, then gone in, onto Inside Number Nine and forgotten all about Psychoville. This, but it is. Fantastic. This is a weird thing, and I don't know what happened with Psychoville. I don't know whether it just wasn't advertised or it wasn't advertised right or what happened. But I remember I was working. Uh, I was working in HMV one Christmas, uh, and they. Um, oh, what was it? Uh, someone came in, and they were, and it was one of the few times that I managed to do any upselling <laughs> because I, you know, I. I think it's something that if you've got a, um, what's the word for it? If you've got an interest, you can sell something. Yeah. And yeah, someone came in and they were after like series three 
of the league. They were like, oh, yeah. there, there is a series threat. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, of course, we've got Psycho. I was like, what's that? And they'd not heard of it. And I explained wow. it to them. And they went, really? So what, they've done another? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then and then I said, oh, we've got it. So so and so and I went and got the thing. And they, they gave it to her. And she was like, Dawn French is in this. And it's like, yeah. It's like, Why have I not heard of this? And I was like, don't know you, you just weren't you know your antenna were out or whatever i yeah. don't know. but yeah and then sort of and again it's that is i mean that is that is plotted yeah it's very convoluted you've got a number of weird characters who all basically come together under a blackmailing plot yeah uh they do between series one and two you have a halloween special yeah which again is a bubble episode where you've got characters that you already know um, but in weird sort of thing. Again, it's. A I pop- don't even remember the Halloween. Well, episode. the one thing, the one thing I will advise people is, if you if you want to go and search out Psychoville and you've not seen it before, if you find the Halloween episode, make sure it's the the proper one, because there are two versions of it, and one of them cu- cuts out Mr. Lomax's story. Oh, really? Yeah, because I think I think there's because it came out on DVD, and. Yeah, basically everyone who knew about it was pissed off because the Halloween special was on. I think that was it. The Halloween special was on the series two DVD, but it was only forty-five minutes and not an hour. Ah, or it was only thirty minutes and not an hour. Basically, if there'll be two versions, one's longer. Find the longer version because I, I, I was I wasn't sure why, but apparently it was just they had like the edition that was shown on American TV, and I think they cut it. So they could fit adverts in. Ah. So it was, yeah. So they cut one of the stories out. But you've got in that Halloween one, you've got a story with uh, Don French's character, who is a, um, a a nurse who is a, well, a, a midwife. Yeah. But who is obsessed with babies, but doesn't actually have a baby of her own. But she has little Freddy Fruit Cake, yes. who is her little uh, like just a doll. Yeah, uh, and her and her, her long-suffering husband, <laughs> um, and you've got Victor Mel. Uh, not Victor Mildred, It's the guy from. Oh, he's from one of those old eighties or nineties sitcoms, I believe. Sorry, but uh, yeah. What, what was that? I'm trying to remember who her husband was played it's by. It's Steve Pemberton. Is it Steve? Pemberton? It's Steve Pemberton, but you're thinking you're probably thinking Hyacinth Bouquet's husband. Yes, because he does. Seem like, but no, it's Steve Pemberton. Oh, Steve Pemberton see, plays. That's how long that's it's how been good... since I've watched it, and how good his portrayal is of yeah. that same character. But I think that yeah, so you do have, and yeah, you've just got a lot of um, a lot of weird shit happens. You've got, I mean, you've got the double act of Maureen and David Sauerbutz, the mother and uh, serial killer obsessed son. Yes, um, which features a, that features a conversation that genuinely me and Sarah once had, which was uh, what you're reading. What are you reading about? Ripper. Oh, Jack or Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, they had the, the episode, didn't they? The specific episode of just those two. And yes. it's done like rope, where the whole thing was a single take for. Yeah, and we won't say minutes. who turns up in that because that was kept very much under wraps. I mean, much the same as the fucking series, apparently, because yeah. no, no one yeah, seems to remember it. it. That episode was staggeringly mm. good. Single take, single shot. Yeah. 30 minutes, absolutely unbelievable. And you know that that episode was the last thing they wrote because they realised they had they had seven episodes and they'd only written six. 
Oh, really? So they wrote that really quickly. Oh, really? Yeah. And, yeah, the, the guest is in there because they were like, well, we know he can do it. Yeah. So, yeah, they just wrote that, like, sort of... And then it wow. turns out to be, like, this sort of high point where they decide to do essentially as live... It's one, yeah. It's one continuous take. I think that I think they said. Well, I think they said it's two continuous takes. There's one bit where they open, uh, they open a box, mm. and as the lid comes down, that's when the, that's when the cut happens. Yeah. But essentially, yeah, it is it's... entirely all one take. Wow. And, yeah. So impressive. I mean, it's a great series anyway. But some of the techniques and stuff in there. And also, just some of the actors. I mean, like Jason Watkins is in there, who's in the second series, who's Hoity Toities. Yes. Who runs the toy shop. I mean, he has become almost ubiquitous on British television. He's villains in so many other things. Yes. Um, Daisy Haggard as well, who yep. obviously has a special place in my I know heart. she does, yes. Um, and then you've got Dame Eileen Atkins, who's been acting for fucking donkey's years. Yeah. And she's just brilliant as... Kind of one of the main villains in there, um, and then obviously uh, Reese's turn as uh, the clown, Mister Jelly, um, <laughs> which uh, which we mentioned in our last episode, yeah, in was, our episode before last, because of his ex- uh, exodist, yeah, ex- exorcist reference, yeah, from the Halloween special. Right, so yeah. I'm watching Exorcist one, Exorcist three, not two, it's shit. Oh, is that from the Halloween? That's, That's yeah, from the Halloween episode. So I've definitely yeah. seen it then. Yeah, so it's the trick or treat because it's the trick or treaters, and when he and then he puts the DVD, he puts the Exorcist on, puts the DVD, in, and it's like Peppa Pig or something, and he just looks at it and just goes, "That's some kids shitting themselves tonight, isn't it?" <laughs> <coughs> yeah. And, oh, and Silent Singer as well. Yes. Shit, I forgot all about the, the Silent, Silent Singer. singer. Oh. The Silent Singer who kept who kept your brother going at work, despite the fact that is one of the most worrying statements that anyone could ever make. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, when I'm fucked off at work, I just see the, I just think of the silent singer. Yeah, that's not healthy. <laughs> that's really not healthy. Um, yeah, so Psychoville, go watch. Probably the, we won't go into the plot because that's half the fun of it is yeah. working out what's going on. But if you like the league, you will like this. And also... If you like Inside Number Nine, which was recent Steve's next project, yeah. Um, again, this is one that's it's you know it has its comedy moments, that it has comedy episodes, but it's an anthology series, very yeah. much there. Tales of the Unexpected. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think if you like <coughs> that kind of thing, I mean, it's like um, or even sort of like say Black Mirror or something like that. The one good thing is that they managed to keep every episode to 30 minutes. Yep. So you don't even have that thing where it's like... And we are talking about Reese and Steve are exceptionally good at subverting where you think a twist is going. Oh, oh God, yes. Because they are are so good at the... I think they are just... They're so knowing and so aware... Of cliches that have taken place because they're so steeped in horror lore yeah. and mystery stuff and things like that that they really know where they can, you know, they know where you need to drop things. I tell you, it, it, all of the episodes work for me. Some of them I won't go back to. The darker ones that are less comedy, I'll go back yeah. to less frequently. It is very, it is very sort of up and down in that sense. There isn't. 
Um, the darker ones, you will have comic moments, but there are certain ones that are just pure comic. Yeah. You know. um, their, their Christmas special um, was just another level for me. Yes. I absolutely love That and the, the cryptic crossword... That's a beautiful uh, episode. I have showed that episode to about five different people who hadn't seen the show. Yeah. Because I was just like, did you see the episode of Inside Number Nine? I've never seen Inside Number Nine. Go and watch it. Yeah. It is. I must have seen that half a dozen times. It is amazing. I think the best thing the best thing is with it is that its quality maintains and I think this is probably because a lot of the a lot of anthology series obviously they work on the base they just have a, a team or they're working from adaptions of like existing stuff and things like that. Yeah. Everything is uh, Stephen Reese writing it. Yeah. And I think that their maintenance of quality control has been remarkable. Yes. If, if you might get a duff episode, and even a duff episode is entertaining. Oh yeah. They're only duff episodes in comparison to. Well, last week was fucking amazing. Yeah. Never. Oh, that was an average one, or whatever. No. You know? Oh no, definitely not. Um, and again, like we were saying previously, the the people who they've got to be in this. Um, yeah, uh, they've had some amazing like yeah. actors in this. Uh, so just to run through, we'll have a quick look and see who stands out. Uh, so Dennis Lawson, obviously. Yeah, um, Catherine Parkinson for the IT crowd. Sheridan Smith, hash, um, uh, sorry, National Treasure TM Sheridan Smith. Yeah, Peter Kay has been in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gemma Anterton, which is uh, Arterton, sorry. Yeah, uh, Tim Key. Yeah. Jane Horrocks. There's been the, Nicola Walker, who is just a brilliant actress anyway. But you've had and but no one is. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no... Nothing is stunt casting. No, no, no. It's never sort of like, oh, look, we've got... We've got... You know... Way, look, we've got this... It's always within the... They've picked someone who falls perfectly into that role. Yeah. But they're just in a position where they can literally pick anyone from TV. Yeah. People want to do it. Yeah. And again, it's a it's a... I think actually, and I'll tell you what the weirdest thing was, is there's that one, I think there's one episode, there's the karaoke episode. Yeah. And the twist in that was just, oh, that's that was nice. Yeah. And you sort of, you know, that's the ability to wrong foot you, where it's like, sort of like, yeah, you're expecting something horrible to happen yeah. or whatever. But also I think, and the other thing I like about it is that it's short, so everything's quite concise. There's yeah. no flab on the stories or anything no. else like that they've done mute they've done uh, episodes in iambic pentameter they've oh. done the silent episode yes which oh, was I just incredible the that was pentameter. yeah the silent one again yeah fantastic and um and again kyle novak was in that one and dennis lawson and yeah. um uh what's her name the uh, una chaplin Yes, uh, and yeah, they've had and from the start they've had big names in there. Yeah, but yeah, they and obviously they did. They even managed a, a Halloween special that it, it got me. It, it, it worked absolutely. They, got they me. managed to do a, a Ghost Watch War of the Worlds switcheroo. Yeah, and um, it fooled everybody who watched it. Like, and it's yeah. one of the only things in the last 
four, five years, I have watched live, and I'm so glad I did, because if you didn't watch it live, it wouldn't have had the same yeah. impact. I think, and weirdly enough, I think that's the cl- that was the smartest thing, was the awareness that it's like, no, the only way that this is going to work is letting people know to watch it live. Yeah. Because... And by saying it was being brought... That's what I mean, they didn't make a fuss, but they were like... We're doing it live. So I was like, oh, if they're doing it live, I need to watch it live. And that was enough yeah. of a hook. Yeah. Uh, yeah, without the, you need to watch it as it goes out live. We're not going to tell you why. You just need yeah, to. They yeah. didn't, they didn't they do were just any like, of We're that. doing a live episode. So. Yeah. And, and again, I think they just, it's, it's in that great lineage of anthology series, Twilight Zone, obviously. Uh, but I think it's in it's much more in that sort of lineage, like the thing I've been saying, um, Shadows of Fear that I've been watching. Yeah, that feels very inside number nine because there's there's rarely it's sort of rarely um, uh, not supernatural. It's, it has you'll have a supernatural episode, mm. but in the main they're sort of like they're fairly in reality. Yeah, they're yeah. They're, they're real. Yeah, and yeah, I think that. Again, they've been given a fifth and sixth series. Okay. Apparently, they've been, they debuted a couple of episodes at the BFI. Mm-hmm. Uh, really wish I'd gone to see that. And um, yeah, apparently they said the great news is is that they haven't given us a that what well, that was the thing that some, I think Reese uh, tweeted, which was uh, the bad news is we haven't got an air date for uh, series five yet. But the good news is we've been told we're getting a series six. So, <laughs> so you know, I don't think they were sort of like. Presumably, we're not having this hidden. But yeah, so yeah, if if that tickles your fancy, people go and see. Go, go and see. Fuck, jeez, <laughs> track it down. But especially, whatever happens, if you're a fan of the League of Gentlemen, Psychoville, Inside Number, Psychoville, and Inside Number Nine, if you've not seen them, they are a must. Yeah. Um, as I say, the the thing that always strikes me as well because they're standalone stories of Inside Number Nine. They do feel so massively different. They can mm. have like a themed episode, and then the next week it's something like you say. You know, they had the Iron Bit Pentameter one, and then the next one was just such a completely different yeah. feel. And I, the one that I love, the the other one I've just remembered because we rewatched it again recently. The one where it keeps telling the story backwards. Oh, the that's guy, really great. Yeah, the house, the <laughs> that, moving This is going to be this episode, isn't it? It's just yeah. either of us going, that's great, that oh, no one, God, man. Yeah, we are gushing a bit, but trust me, it's worth it. Yeah, the episode where it keeps going back in 10-minute increments. Yeah. So you see 10 minutes, then you see the 10 minutes that happened previously, the 10 minutes previously to that, and every time it changes, everything you've seen is completely yeah. destroyed because it's not what you thought it was. It's, and it's, l- oh. it's, l- it's like... It's like... Um, it's like Memento... Mm. But you don't have to watch Memento anymore yeah. because they've done it quicker and better. Yeah, and it's that same sort. Of, and that's in the main. That's a lot of their episodes. You know, they might, even if they have a feel of, you know, you've you might have seen other people doing like they do a silent episode. Buffy the Vampire Slayer did a vampire a, a, a silent episode, which was really great. Yeah, but there's just tips it and it's and to so be good. yeah and to be able to. And like I say, they maintain they maintain their humour in there. Mm. The humour's always been dark, yeah, be, from the league onwards. But they sort of managed to maintain it in there. But also, they've they still got the heart in there as well. 
Oh yeah. I mean stuff like the um, what is it the uh, what was the one with uh, Sheridan Smith the oh, I can't remember what it's called now. It's like it's just something like the oh, the, the lives of. Uh, Let's have a quick look. Uh, do you know what season it was in? Season two, I believe. Let's see. It's, it's something like the lives of Pauline or something. No, what was it? Twelve Days of Christine. Yes. Yeah, that was a horrible episode. That is a horrible. It, uh, it's brilliant, but it was very sad. But it, exactly, and but then the week after, you've got the equally brilliant but completely different the trial of elizabeth gadge i've watched that so many times with david warner yes there's another name and, and to again, with. who was also in league of gentlemen movie as well yes yes he was professor p yes yes yeah playing pretty much the same character he is, <laughs> enough. but yeah again, again oh my god it's turned into a bottle <laughs> no don't worry everyone i understand that the demon is in the bottle <laughs> I love David Warner so, so very much. It's a pity they didn't get David Warner in for Martin's Close. Oh, God, can you imagine? He'd have been... I think he'd have got that just right. Yes. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, so, we should probably start thinking about wrapping this up. So, yeah. I've got a couple of honourable mentions, but let's go to our final show. Uh, we've mentioned it so many times <laughs> on air. Yeah, uh, we've mentioned probably all of the episodes as well individually. Yeah, uh, Doctor Terrible's House of Horrible. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so you've had Garth Marenghi for the eighties horror fans, and you've now got Doctor Terrible's House of Horrible, which is if you know your Hammer, if yeah. you know your Amicus, if you've if you've enjoyed Christopher Lee. Having a punch up with Peter Cushing <laughs> on top of a running carriage, very badly screened behind it. Yeah, you will love Doctor Terrible's House of Horrible. Um, it's another one. I know we keep saying it. It's another one with no bum episodes. Every mm. episode is a rip off of a different movie, uh, and it just. Oh. I've watched this whole season through probably five or six times, I reckon, yeah. easily. Um, and there isn't a single episode in there that I skip. Yeah. Um, it's uh, It was... And this is something I was... Uh, I think this is how much this programme sort of looms large in my mind and Lee's mind and stuff, is essentially it's a, it's a Steve Coogan vehicle. Yeah. But I just completely forgot that Steve Coogan was anything to do with it. Despite the fact <laughs> that he introduces each one of them and plays the main character in all of them as well. Yes. But somehow it just is so not about that. You know, it's like if I go, like if I'm watching Alan Partridge, I've come to see Steve Coogan doing yeah. Alan Partridge because he's so good at it. Um, Saxondale, similarly. You know, it's always, there's, it's, you, you're watching it for that. Whereas this is so brilliantly done. And it's uh, the writer, Graham Duff, said that he actually... I think he said it was... What was it? I think he said he read an interview where Steve Coogan mentioned the satanic rites of Dracula. Hmm. And he was like, that's a bit of a off-the-cuff... like a, a bit of an obscure one to be yeah. just off the cuff like that. Yeah. I wonder if Steve likes Hammer films. <laughs> and then he basically sort of pitched the idea to him and Steve Coogan was like, fucking yeah. Yeah. Um, 
uh, obviously Steve Coogan in a, in a great deal of makeup is Doctor Terrible, yeah. who hosts every episode. That was truly diabolical, <laughs> um, and he uh, to the point where um, again an interview with Graham Duff where he said that someone said to him, "That old boy's really good. Where did you find him?" <laughs> and he's like, "It's Steve." <laughs> Um, but yeah, and so, and then every episode you've got, but again, it's not quite, if you would, if, if you said to someone, right, I want to do a horror series, like spoofs of old horror films, they're like, right, so you're doing a Draclia, you're doing a Frankenstein, you're doing a Werewolf. Precisely. And they've gone off of that and gone for the more obscure ones that the real, if you didn't know anything about them, like... You you don't have to have seen the films that they're mocking. Yeah, like they're not you, they're not spoofs. They're not. You don't require knowledge. No. Other than this is meant to be an old horror film. Yeah. You know you don't need anything further than that. It's not like, oh that's a reference to that, or that's a reference to that. It's none of that because no. they're but yeah. But, if, but again, but you know, but once you see them, you're like, well, if you've seen Fu Manchu, yeah. If you've seen uh, the reptile, if you've seen. Um, Vampire uh, Lovers or yeah, what was the Karnstein oh, trilogy? Or... I can't, yeah, I'm trying to remember what the oh, yeah, I can't remember what the name of it is. But yeah, the lesbian vampire lovers of lust is based on, is the two sisters. Oh, Twins of Evil. Twins of Evil. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, it, it's just it's a if you've seen them, you get the references even more. But you don't need to get the references no. to totally appreciate our. I mean, and, and again, they're really short. They're really concise. They're They've got again. They've got some great people to come in and be in them alongside them. You know. Yeah, you've got because you've got some actors. You've got actors from because again, Steve Coogan's involved. So you've got like John Thompson and a lot of people who are, um, involved. You know, like involved in nineties and two thousands comedy. So you've got uh, Alexander Armstrong and um, oh Julia Davis and you know lots of sort of, but also. Then you get, say, Graham Crowden in, yeah, or uh, Tom Bell, mm. and you know they're sort of, but they bring a real, they bring that real gravitas that they would bring oh, to yeah. a to a normal horror film. Yeah, you know, I mean Graham Crowden in the Lizard one is fucking great, and it, and I it's so good in fact that I always forget that Simon Pegg is in that. Yes, and, and then I'm like, yeah. oh shit, he is the Lizard. Kevin Eldon's in one. He must be. Is Kevin Eldon in one? I don't know, because. I'm sort of like. I'm I'd just, be very surprised if he wasn't. He must be, surely. But um, yeah, like Ben Miller, Ronnie Ancona. Um, yeah, um, and yeah, like it's just so much. Mark Gatiss. Mark is, Gatiss, is, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, even down to that, where you've got there's sort of so many things in there that are just nice little touches, where. For example, obviously the Fu Manchu films, classically, it's a guy, a white guy, dressed up as a Chinese Christopher person. Christopher Lee, isn't it? It's Christopher. Lee. <laughs> well, it's Christopher Lee, but I mean, even um, oh, what's his bloody name? Uh, uh, oh, uh, Peter Sellers did a Fu Manchu film. Oh, did he as well? Yeah, and then obviously you've got stuff like um, what is it, Mister Moto, where it was. Um, Oh, uh, oh, my brain's gone. What's his <laughs> name? Um, you don't, you despise me, don't you? Oh, Peter uh, Laurie. Peter Laurie, yes. Um, 
<laughs> and oh, Warwick Davis. As yeah, well, Angela, Angela Pleasance. Um, and but you've got um, yeah. So classically, Fu Manchu is played by a white man in yellow face. Yes. So for this, Mark Gatiss plays the Fu Manchu character, Hangman Chang. Yeah. And he is a white man dressed up as a Chinese person. But the head of the police is played by a Chinese man yeah. dressed up as a white person. <laughs> yeah. like, so, so, but they never make that a big deal. No, and you've got these sort of like little lovely sort of like references in there and stuff. And Steve Coogan's great in each one because there's he's like a different... He said that he based them on different sort of actors. So in... In the uh, horror, the Terror of Tongs episode, or whatever mm. it's called, um, he is uh, Peter Wingard, oh. and he is very Peter Wingard. Yes, he totally um, is. And the but then when you go to the and now the fearing when he plays the little old man who does like the wrap around, you know, he's the uh, the architect, isn't he? He's built the building. No, he's the he, yeah, he's the owner of the building. Yeah. yeah, yeah uh, what is it? Uh, when he's at the bar with that, with the prostitute, old the prostitute bar, yeah. comes over and it's like, oh, do you want to buy us a drink then? Oh yes, well, uh, a meaningless fumble for the lady, <laughs> two fingers, and he's such a seedy little denim. Denim is that character's yes, name? Yeah. Again, they're so well put together. Alexander that that episode because they do an amicus, they essentially do an amicus anthology in one episode. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Armstrong as the like proper leading man prick. Yeah. Where it's like, we don't care if you're a feminist. Go ahead, burn your bra. <laughs> We're not complaining. <laughs> and he's just so like, he's yeah. And you've got um, and actually you've got a thingy in it as well. Um, uh, you've got Julia Davis in it and Sheila Keith. Yes. Who obviously did lots of the Pete Walker films and stuff like that. Yeah, Julia Davis is. Are fantastic in that yeah. episode. The, the, Everyone's the thing uh, yet with the killer table is just yes, brilliant. Yes, yeah, so what is it? You've got yeah, you've got the killer table, the shadow, um, and the and even down to that where it's that lovely thing where again, if you know what you're looking at, it's funny or it's just funny on its own because you know if you've not watched Claire at that point would have not watched Hammer films or whatever like that. But it's like the bit where it's because um, Denim Denim runs over a tramp, doesn't That's it? Right. Yeah, in his uh, wife's car. Yeah, in his wife's car. That's it. Yeah, and but then it's like front page news: unknown unknown tramp killed in yeah. hit and run on the on the late news yeah. newspaper. <laughs> like it's front page, and it would be in an Amicus film where it'd be like, and you would sit there and just go. Hang on, why have they got front page that a tramp got kicked? Like, someone no one knows. It's, it's, <coughs> it's like I think it's in the War Machines as well. There's like like unknown like uh, homeless man murdered or whatever like that. And you're like, what? Fuck off! That front page news. You know that's a that's a slow news day. The Queen could have farted, you yeah. know, and they'd have backed that up. But yeah, and but yeah, they've just again. It's yeah. done with such love. It is, and again, it's another one of those that they only did one series, and I thought that was perfect because beyond that, you would start stretching it a bit. Yeah, because I um, think I think you you go to an you go to obscure enough. Hmm. So you've got a vampire, so people can understand it. Oh, it's a vampire one, hmm. or if you know your shit, oh, it's a lesbian vampire one. Yeah, 
and or you've yeah or you've got oh it's a it's a shapeshifter one oh yeah but it's it's the reptile because yeah, yeah. it's uh, a lizard yeah uh, yeah, yeah like a chameleon or whatever it is that and yeah you've got just enough and even when it, what is it his name uh voodoo voodoo yeah. feet of death yeah and the guy turns and that is just there's so many sort of rich little jokes in there that are oh, just yeah, I, perfect. I, I vaguely remember a sign outside. I can't remember what it is. There's a sign. Well, that's that's the one. It's because obviously uh, the uh, <coughs> Roger Griffiths turns up in it as uh, the um, uh, brother of the guy who's killed at the start of it. Yeah. But his name is Unimportant. Yes. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> on his business card. But... Um, like so, uh, the character says to him, "So, who are you?" My name is unimportant. <laughs> and he hands his card to unimportant, and it's, "I'm here about my brother, Mo's important." And it's most important, and it's just like that's genius. There's there's a bit where they go through. It's it's on the DVD. They go through the calendar. Like there's a bit where someone's like they do the uh, a term that I've discovered: expositional coma. You know when someone's unconscious in something and mm. they're doing the must must stop them yeah. stop the stop the plane plane plane's going to explode oh! and they you, that that's an expositional coma ah. and they do that in there where it's like him uh, coming off opium and they do the calendar sort yeah. of pages falling but every single one of those pages has like a a little motto on it oh right you know like you would have sort of like usually on like a, a calendar and it's all sort of like you know, think positive and do other yeah, things. Yeah, word that. for the day and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's nonsense. like that kind of thing. But they're all things like, God has nice hands. <laughs> Don't put off till tomorrow what you can put off indefinitely. <laughs> and just, again, they're like thrown away, but it's so... And even, it, what is it? There's, um, again on the DVD, there's like press releases hmm. from, that are meant to be like the press releases that went out for the film. Yeah. And, um... For um, uh, oh, what's it? Uh, what's the name? Um, uh, on the vampire one, mm. it's meant to be that the actor is um, like it, they said in their sort of head canon of like it's not it's never expressed in it, but it's meant to be that he's an actor who is because of the time that it would have been filmed in. The actor is a closeted gay, yeah, and um. And so, in the press release, they're talking about this actor and they're saying, oh yeah, sorry ladies, he's been seen around town with various people such as Sandy Shaw and Dusty Springfield, who all famously are now lesbians. But, yeah. Well, not now lesbian, but now known as lesbian. Yeah, yeah. But back then, it was that thing where they would try and sort of pair people up to as a cover story you know yeah, like yeah. agents would put sort of people together it's like oh he was seen around t- you know Liberace was seen around town with this woman yeah right okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he was yeah. you know and I think it's that same sort of you, you know such attention to detail yeah and that's what my, that is what makes these work the colour palette the mm. sound yeah the, uh, just and just being shitting funny yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, as you say, they, you could show these to somebody who had never seen a Harrow Hammer film. Yeah. And they would find them hilarious. That was, pre- I mean, that was pretty much the take. Um, I sh- me and Claire watched it 
Well, it was one of the. I think it was pretty much funny enough after we'd finished watching the league. Mm. She was like, "You got anything else?" And it was like, "Well, there's this." And so we stuck that on. And she like knew Coogan, obviously. Yeah. And um, yeah, and sort of. But again, from her point of view, they were just really, really. She just really enjoyed them, and it's something like you say. You can get the joke without having to be have an encyclopedic knowledge. Yeah. You know, it's not like reference. Yeah, it's not sort of oh, there's that that line there, and and it has little bits in there. You know, like little someone will be uh, someone will be named after an actor or something like that. But it's not. You know, you're not meant to guffaw at that. It's just a touch that you can pick up if you do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So definitely. So everything we've covered today, I've just realised we've only covered, apart from what we do in the shadows. I think everything we've covered has been British, actually, which was uh, yeah. Um, I did have a couple of honourable mentions, um, but we are running very much out of time. Uh, so I will say things that I have watched. I don't think you have so much, Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. Saw the first series, and yep. I've just not caught up. But I love, I love Ash versus yeah. Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, that is, again, what I saw of Ash versus Evil Dead is exactly what I want. Yeah. From much in the same way as what we do in the shadows, but on a different thing because obviously you've got you've still got Bruce Campbell there. Yeah. He's still Ash. He's still a total knob. Yeah. Uh, it's in a weird way. It's exactly the way I would like to have seen a Jack Burton series. Yeah. You know, you've just got Bruce Campbell knows what he's doing. He knows that character, and I think they've just yeah they just put that together so so wonderful. I mean, Elidon, the you know it says oh he's a it says that he preys on the weak minded and the thing. well he can do that in his own time <laughs> you know just sort of stuff like that it's just so but also that manages the perfect thing of still much like Evil Dead certainly the first Evil Dead mm. it still manages to have horror like proper horror moments yeah yeah. Because there's, I mean, that bit where it's, I think it's in the, I think it is the first episode where it's like the light swinging hmm. and the policewoman is trapped. Is it a policewoman? She's trapped yes. in the room with uh, a dead eye. Yeah. And he's just, uh, it's a bloke talking to her. And then as the light shifts, suddenly he's got the eyes and the teeth and yeah. everything else like that. And that's just genuinely horrible, yeah. you know. And I, so yeah, I was just so impressed with that. It's, yeah, as I in the second and third season, uh, the third season I haven't actually finished, um, but I will definitely get around to it. Yeah, and the second season was every bit as good as the first. I thought. Yeah. Um, it, it again, it took it in a different direction, but it still worked perfectly well. It's mm. really good. It was also nice to just tune in and see what classic rock tune he was playing as well. Yes, yeah, I loved that. Yeah, a bit of Deep Purple here and there yeah. and everything. Um, and my other honourable mention, mm-hmm. uh, which is a perfect companion piece to Ash vs. Evil Dead, uh, Stand Against Evil. I so want to see Stan. It is. Evil. Again, it's another one. I watched the first and second seasons. Uh, I've only gotten halfway through the third season at the moment. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, the only person I know from it before going into it, obviously, was uh, John C. McGinley. Who, yes, who I do know. Um, obviously, Scrubs. Yep. he was in was as his well. Big, uh... Uh, he, he, however, he is not Donald Clamp in Gremlins Two, is he? No, but it's another guy who could almost pass for him in a lineup. Yeah, see now the guy who plays him is the same guy from Scrooged. Yes, who's yeah, in who... Predator Two? 
possibly I've not seen that oh, in right. probably <laughs> 20 years um, but yeah he plays the same character in Scrooge pretty much as he does in oh, Red right. Rings 2 he just plays the business dickhead who's on <laughs> you know on his way up to the top and he's just yeah. a, an absolute cock um, uh, but yeah John C. McGinley in this is pretty much the same as his character in Scrubs right um, he, one of my favourite things in it which just shows him 100% in his character there's a scene I, I probably shouldn't be quite as close to this as I am there's a scene where it's him making a sandwich and he never smiles he's a miserable old fart but he's making himself a ham and cheese sandwich and he's looking so happy and so pleased with himself and he's just dancing around the kitchen and he's having a great time and he opens the mayonnaise jar and it's empty and his face immediately just drops and he goes, oh, she was dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's pretty much... His, he just... Uh, yeah, and it's wonderful. Um, uh, Janet Varney is the other woman who's in it and Deborah Baker Jr., um, make up the three main characters and never seen either of them in anything but yeah they that, are that name really is good Dana Gould playing Kevin we shall see who Dana Gould is if the internet stops but it's because I've got too many things open on uh, yeah don't the, the name sounds familiar but I don't recognise him no what's he been in uh, yeah I was no. a producer on The Simpsons for six years. Oh, year. that might be one. Uh, yeah, and I've just remembered. Uh, there we are. He was in it as well. And I'm going to kick myself in the face for not remembering his name. Uh, it's the guy who does all of the... Um, uh, oh, do you know what? This is what not drinking does to me. It turns me into an absolute idiot. I'm doing dry January and my brain has seized up and normally I'd be blaming the beer. But actually, <laughs> it just goes to show. Uh, Jeffrey Coombs. Oh, wow. Jeffrey Coombs turns up in season three, I believe. Um, yeah, uh, he obviously... That's me, so. Famously, yeah, did yeah. all the HP Lovecraft. Uh, so he was uh, reanimator, bridal reanimator. He was in... Um, uh, Necronomicon, uh, is it Castle Freak as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's in. I mean, he's in pretty much most of the Lovecraft adaption. Certainly, yeah. the, that sort of end of things. So, yeah, the yeah. sort of eighties, nineties. Yeah, uh, cellar dweller as well. He was yes, in yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's but definitely I, I, well I, worth I, a watch. I do need to check that out. I've got I've got an honourable mention for you. It's a Belgian. Uh, comedy. Oh yeah. Uh, called Monster! Exclamation mark. I did see you wrote that in your list, and I'd never heard of it. Ah, it's basically there is a Belgian there's a Belgian theatre company called Abattoir Ferme. Yeah. And they, it's a real shame because obviously they uh, they I believe it's Flemish. That so you know they don't do English plays. Yeah. Like they, you know they've just do them in um, in Belgium and. Uh, but they're a theatre company who do like Grand Guignol stuff mm. as well as plays. I think they did like they did a creepy Alice in Wonderland. Their stuff looks oh, nice. It, seriously, it's worth a Google just to see the photographs because their sets uh, like and stuff look amazing. And like I say, they've gone back to they do like the Grand Guignol um, sort of plays and things like that, and lots of. Uh, but they decided to do a six episode 
comedy series called Monster. Yeah. And it's the the story of Ad Ad Harry Shredder, who is the um, director of like uh, the director and owner of a small production company, Mm. um, all of whom are just incompetent and rubbish and grumpy. And uh, he tries to make uh, a film every week. Mm. Um, and like he does, I think he does a zombie film. They do a Nazi exploitation film. They do like <laughs> a, a nudie killer film. Okay. It's like, it's, I think it's like strip nude for your murder or something. They've, <laughs> they've, all, got, they've all got bloody ridiculous titles anyway. Um, but, um, and, uh, but it's sort of like you don't, it's the backstage side of it that you yeah. see where it's them trying to put this, sort of stuff together and Ad Harry Shredder is both incompetent ridiculous and doesn't know what he's doing and no one else does either um, and um, yeah and the, the cast the cast are great there's a guy called uh, Steph Lemus who is the um, like the guy who started Avatar Firma and he's like one yeah. of the actors and he's just yeah they're, they're, they're all really great the guy who does the music is a guy called uh, uh, Kreng um and he i i followed him on instagram he followed me back oh nice he's a lovely man and um i assume but uh, no he <laughs> does all the music for that but he's now gone on to do like quite big um he's been doing quite big sort of like not not big but like indie horror stuff like yeah. carb and things like that he's been doing okay. music on and stuff Excellent. so yeah he, they've sort of all gone on to sort of other stuff but abattoir Ferme are still going yeah um but yeah they just did this like, like six part series and genuinely it's just hysterical because it's all just them being rubbish at what they do and like the guy who like there and he spends and harry shredder spends most of his time arguing with his accountant who is grad who is in an office that as the series goes on gradually has less stuff in it because they're having to sell things and it's like like at one point he's like because he always comes up with ideas where it's like oh um it says if you hire um you know, if you hire these people, if you, uh, what was it? At one point, they hire, ex- I think it's he, he hires exclusively Chinese zombies because it was like, there was like an ethnicity clause thing where it's like, if you, you'll get a, a rebate from the government oh, if you have like ethnic representation in the movie or whatever. <laughs> like, and it's just, it's, yeah, but it is just a great little sort of chaos thing and they're, they're, they're just great. And the, Ad Harry Shredder has one uh, sort of catchphrase, which is copyright. <laughs> so every time when it's like and they when they build like they build this weird dildo machine at some point, and they're like, "That's gonna that's gonna kill someone, isn't it?" It's like, copyright. <laughs> so I'll be checking that out. That's as well, worth. Then, it's definitely, definitely worth it. Worth if you can find it, it's definitely worth a definitely worth a, a view. Yeah. Excellent. Right, so you've all got plenty to check out now. Yes. Um, hopefully, the next episode, uh, we will be doing The Uncanny as promised. Yes. Um, but we shall see. Hopefully, everything will be back to normal. Well, uh, hof- hopefully, the public will have claimed their £5 prize. Yeah. Found Chris out in the wilderness. I reckon he's just hiding in a bush somewhere. I'm going to yeah. go and set fire to the field. Well, we've not been feeding him a lot, so he can't run very far, sure. No. Not after what we not after we misread his legs as well. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's see how he gets on. <laughs> uh, he might find a skateboard somewhere. So, um, <laughs> I do live on a hill, so he could probably get quite a long way just from momentum alone. On the hill. <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
so go and check out all the things we've discussed this evening if you haven't um and go and watch the uncanny in preparation for the next episode uh and we will be back with you in a fortnight thanks very much for listening night night <laughs>